Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Linux Reality. This is episode 50, the big 5-0, and I guess I'm sort of calling it one year later. It's our one-year anniversary. Uh, one year ago, I started this little podcast, and it's grown uh, way beyond my wildest dreams, and uh, it's become a thing of its own, and I just, I'm, I'm just amazed. And uh, so I, this episode, I didn't have a specific topic because I just wanted to kind of talk about the podcast and um, thank you guys and uh, get to a bunch of uh, feedback and some questions and things like that and just kind of make it a show about about you because um it, you know uh, doing a podcast is hard <laughs> i gotta tell you it's it's hard especially when you're juggling you know a regular job and a family and two kids and uh just all the other things that that you know that all of us have going on in life and uh uh, but I really enjoy doing the podcast and I've, I've learned a lot and I've met a lot of people sort of virtually, you know, through emails and in the forums and, and, uh, it's because it really is because of you all. I mean, it's because of the feedback that I've gotten. It's the, uh, the questions, the folks hanging out in the forums, uh, the number of people that have subscribed and that continue to, to subscribe to the show. I mean, the numbers are just astounding. I mean, I just, you know. It's uh, it's way more than I would have ever thought, and uh, you know when I when I ask people to cast a little vote over at the podcast alley, and I mean every whenever that happens, it's like you know we're ranked in the top fifty there, and that's like out of twenty eight thousand podcasts, and um, you know obviously not everyone votes over there, so obviously obviously it's skewed, but uh, but still it's just you know there's a lot of people listening, and um, and you know what you all are doing, and 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 what you you know what you have given me has just, I mean, I can't thank you guys enough because, again, it really is all about, about you all. And, you know, people have sent me comments and emails and sent me donations and, and uh, you know, the audio comments and feedback, and it's just fantastic. It, it's just it's so gratifying um, to know that, that people find the podcast helpful and that, you know, I think this podcast, through through the help of you all and your questions and your comments and your emails, has helped people discover Linux and I have gotten emails from people that have said it's because of the podcast that I'm now using Linux. And that's what I started out to do. That was the whole goal. I mean, that was the whole point. It's, um, is to try to talk about it and try to get people interested in it and get people using it. And because I just, I believe in it and, uh, I believe in, in Linux and, and in the, the free, the free software ideals and, I mean, I'm not, you know, an evangelist and I'm not, you know, all or nothing kind of a thing. I'm, you know, as I said, I've said before, I try to be pragmatic about things, but I just think overall what Linux has to offer and what the, the free software community has to offer is so great. And it's, you know, this, the podcast and the support that I've gotten is proof of that. In other words, it's the way people have, have interacted with the show and with the forums and, and, uh, you know, what people have, have done for me is just amazing. I mean, I'm not a developer. I can't code, so I can't contribute that way, but I can contribute by doing this podcast. And, and I wouldn't be doing it if I, if I, you know, if I hadn't found the, you guys, the audience. And, and, uh, if you all aren't into it, then, you know, then I wouldn't be into it, but people are and people are enjoying it. And so I thank you. I mean, I really do thank you. And, um, I'm planning to keep on going. I'm, I'm not stopping anytime soon. And, uh, you know, I just get a kick out of it. I really enjoy it. And, uh, so thank you again. Thank you so much for your emails and your comments and your participation in the forums and your donations and 
all that great stuff and spreading the word. And, you know, again, I just, I really can't thank you enough. So, um, you know, as I said, I don't really have a, a main topic for this week or anything. I just wanted to get a bunch of feedback in. I got several more audio comments and things that I wanted to play, which I thought were really cool. So, uh, and I'm going to read some emails as well. I just want to kind of make this little one year anniversary, uh, episode about, about you. So let's get right to the feedback. Hola, Ches. My name is Fernando Jimenez. I am in Spaniard from Canary Islands. However, I'm living here in Utah, so I'm sending you this audio mail from USA. I have been a listener of the Linux Reality Show for some time, and I am registered in the forums as AIA, that is spelled A-I-A. And I thought it was time for me to give you a big thanks for the work that you do. Uh, a couple days ago, I came across the Linux uh, Link uh, Tech Show, I think it's called, and lo and behold, I recognized the voice of Jeff Griffin <laughs> in that show. You were one of the guests. And uh, I remember feeling very proud of you. You stand very tall in my, in my side. Uh, you do a great work. You have very contagious uh, uh, enthusiasm for Linux, and that, and you bring it to us uh, through this uh, uh, podcast uh, show. I want to thank you, and uh, that's it. I don't have any uh, tip or trick of, because I'm a very uh, newbie Linux user. But I ha all that I have to say is uh, Linux reality forever. Uh, buena suerte. <laughs> Thank you, Fernando. That that's such a great. That's such a nice uh, comment. I really appreciate you recording that and sending it in. It's so much better than getting emails. Although I like the emails. Don't get me wrong. But you know, I just really like hearing you guys in your own voice. And Fernando, thank you very much. Uh, those are very nice, very nice things to say. And I'm really glad that you're enjoying the podcast and that you know it's helping you. And and you're right. I am very enthusiastic about Linux and. And I just, you know, like I said a few minutes ago, I just think it's so fantastic. And the hard work that the Linux developers just all over do, I mean, the kernel developers, the distribution people, the packagers, the maintainers, the documentation writers, the people who run forums, you know, like Jeremy at LinuxQuestions.org, the other podcasters out there, it's just one big community, and it's so fantastic. And obviously there's disagreements and disputes and arguments from time to time, but in the end, I think we all have the same goal. And uh, I, I really like that goal, and it just it just excites me. And, and so uh, thank you, Fernando. Thank you very much. Uh, you're right. I, I was on the Linux Link Tech Show. I was sort of an official guest one time back in August, I think, of last year, with along with Dave Yates of the Lot of Linux Links podcast, which is one of my absolute favorite podcasts. You've got to go listen to Dave's show, lotoflinuxlinks.com. I think that's right. Uh, there's a link on the Linux Reality homepage to it, but um, he does a great job. The, the Linux Link Tech Show guys do as well, and I've always talked about them because they they're really the, as far as I'm concerned, the pioneers in the Linux podcast area. They've been going on for over three years, so it was a real thrill to be on their show. And then I was on a second time towards the end of the year, just kind of like a just a fun show, hanging out kind of a show. And so yeah, it's kind of it's it's fun. I really enjoy doing that. So. It was very flattering to be asked to be on, and, and uh, those are those are great guys, and 
Um, they've all got great shows. So thank you again, Fernando. Uh, let's see. And then I've got an audio uh, comment. I think this is a question here from Jack. And actually, Jack is the one who sent in a comment in the last episode about the Linux in schools. But let's check out his other audio comment here now. Hi, Chess. I listen to your show, Linux Reality, and I really enjoy it. It gives me a lot of insight into the world of Linux. I do also run a podcast, and the name of my podcast is Talk Tech with Jack. It can be found at TalkTechWithJack.com. My question for you today is concerning Ubuntu Linux. I have loaded up Audacity, and I have it running and it will also record. But my question is, is how do you save it as an MP3? I cannot find the encoder to load in to the file formats under preferences to save it as an MP3. Well, Chess, keep up the great work, and I hope to hear back from you soon. Thanks, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you, Jack. Um, you know, it's so funny you should ask that question because I ran into the exact same thing on one of my test boxes. I was testing around with uh, Ubuntu Edgy on a spare computer, and I found a bunch of little oddities, I called them. I think I posted something in, on my blog about it, but just various other little little things that need to be fixed. And one of them was the lame MP3 encoding problem and in Audacity. Uh, you're exactly right. What you need to do is you need to install um, LAME, uh, L-A-M-E, which is the MP3 encoding library. But the problem is that package in Ubuntu does not install the lib MP3 LAME library, which is what Audacity needs. Uh, when you go up to Audacity, when you're in Audacity and you go to Preferences, and you, I think it's in the export section, you know, there's something for, um, for lame and you can select, you know, you have to, sometimes you have to click a button and navigate to the library where that, where, where lame is and it can't find it. What you need to do is install another package. It's the lib lame dash dev file. That's L I B L A M E dash D E V. I guess it's the development library or something for lame and, uh, that's the package that will include the lame libraries that Audacity needs to export to MP3. So, uh, great question, and uh, yeah, I ran into the same problem, so <laughs> I can relate. All right, here's an audio comment from John. Hi, Chess. My name is John. I'm calling you from Miami Shores, Florida. I think your podcast is one of the best ones out there, if not the best. Um, I'm about two years into Linux. And uh, with, your, with the help of your podcast, it's been unbelievable. I've learned so much. Uh, just for the other listeners, uh, once you uh, get the hang of it and it just clicks one day and you just learn stuff, it's unbelievable. But, uh, Chess, it's great work. Uh, thank you so much. I know it's, uh, it must be a lot of work to do it. And thank you for devoting your time to uh, spreading Linux around the world. Thanks. Thanks for everything. Well, thanks, John. Uh, great comment, and uh, I, I appreciate that. And you're right. Um, you, I mean, you're exactly right. I think using Linux, uh, at least this is what happened to me. I mean, I started out, and it took, you know, a year or so. I don't remember. I mean, it took a little while. I kind of had to plug away at it, and, you know, it, then one day it just clicked. I don't know what it was. I, I can't even remember a specific day, but 
it's like you just one day you just get it. It's just everything falls into place. And, um, you know, I think it's 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 common for people to try to compare it to Windows when it's really not Windows. I mean, it's Linux. It's something different. And the file system is different and the way you handle software is different. And but once you get that and once you kind of get your, you know, get your head around all of those changes, it really is not terribly difficult. I really don't think it is. I mean, it's just it's just different and and different can be difficult. I you know, I understand that. And uh, but I'm so glad to hear that that it that that, you know, that it has happened for you that it just kind of clicked and I think it's very common and I'm glad that you stuck with it. And I think for other folks who are listening who may be struggling, you know, definitely, you know, try to listen to what John is saying because I think he's right. He's right on the money there. It's just so, and it takes people different amounts of time. I mean, I mean, some people it may just click right away. Other people it may take a while, like me. It just took a while, but it did. It did. And now, I mean, it's been years, and I just I use Linux exclusively at home myself. You know, I've said before, my wife's got a Mac, and she uses that, and uh, I have to use Windows at the office. Unfortunately, nothing I can do about that. But at home, for several years, I mean, I don't know, four or five years or more, something like that, I've been using Linux exclusively, and. It has not hindered my computing and my needs at all. I mean, it just it just does everything I needed to do. So, thank you very much, John. And let's see, I got another audio comment here from Mike. Hey, uh, this is Mike from Tacoma. Hey, uh, just wanted to let you know I've just started listening to your podcast today, and uh, the couple that I've listened to, I have really enjoyed. Uh, I have not played with Linux uh, to speak of. Um, and just want to let you know that I am going to be running Linux and I will be listening more to you. And I was going to ask you a question, but the one, the podcast I just listened to when you did the GNOME and, uh, KDE thing answered it because you said you wouldn't specify which was better or anything. So cause I was going to ask you which was the best way to go, uh, to start out and, uh, you know, maybe something that um, is an idea for for a podcast is what I'm going to be doing. I'm get, buying a brand new laptop. Uh, it's going to have um, Vista on it, and I was going to run a dual boot with uh, most likely Ubuntu. And I was just going to say maybe you could do something on how to set that up and any pitfalls or anything to look out for, things like that. So keep up the good work. Bye. Thank you, Mike, and uh, that is a good idea for a show. I, um, I, I've i been meaning to do some more things on laptops and, and wireless networking. That's something I want to talk about at some point. You know, if you're going to be buying something new, and maybe you've already bought it, so maybe it's too late, but just for, for you know, for other people maybe, um, definitely check on, you know, if you're going to buy a particular laptop, and this goes with all hardware, and I've talked about this before. You just got to look at, again, this is another example of how you just have to look at things differently with Linux. Whenever I go to buy hardware, I look and do some research on various distributions that I use and see if that hardware works. In other words, I do some research on the software side, on the Linux side, before I start narrowing down the hardware. Um, and, you know, I was looking for a hardware RAID card, for example, one time, and I started doing some research and found some some makers that have built-in kernels, I mean modules in the kernel, drivers in the kernel, and their support is excellent. So those were the manufacturers I was focusing on. And same with laptops. And every laptop seems to have little niggles here and there that, you know, that seem to have some issues. But, you know, there's some laptops that are better supported than others. So 
but Mike, thanks for sending that uh, voicemail. I, I do appreciate that, and I think having a sort of a laptop episode is probably a good idea. Uh, I got some emails here I wanted to read. I don't want to read too many. I don't want to bore you, but um, one I got uh, going back to the school idea, um, you know, the Linux in schools. I got an email from from Bill, and I thought this was good because he couple things. He gave me some links to some sites. One is ossdi.org. Another one is k12opentech.org. And another one is cosn.org. And these are just some websites dealing with open source and schools and education and things like that. But I wanted to read his comment here. He said, um, he said, I think the biggest obstacle to getting Linux into the schools is the lack of trained tech support people and a lack of general awareness among the school board members that Linux is out there. I think the emphasis among the Linux community needs to be making training classes for desktop support people as easily and widely available as possible. Perhaps local lugs could partner with training facilities to offer low-cost training sessions. Free software without the support infrastructure to back it up probably won't see too much traction. If we can boost the number of trained desktop support people in the K-12 arena, then I think the fiscal argument will play out better in front of many school boards across the country and around the world for that matter. Um, and he says, my two cents anyway. And then he also asked me to put in a plug for this OSSDI site. I think it's an initiative to uh, you know, distribute open source software, and they have a fund drive going on. They're hoping to raise $1,000 by the end of February. And uh, their site says they're about 38% of the way to the goal now. So that's ossdi.org. Um, I get, definitely encourage folks to check that out and you know consider making a donation. Let me see a couple emails here, just kind of some um, you know all kind of all over the place here. One is um, from uh, a gentleman named uh, John. He asked me, uh, I know the Fedora project has dropped support for, for Fedora Core 3, but I'm sure there are updates to be done. Is there a way I can still get updates, or do I have to upgrade to Fedora Core 5 or 6 to get updates? John, I think the, that's, the, that's the Fedora Legacy project, and as far as I understand it, they did end support. Uh, I think they, they were a side project offering uh, security updates and things for prior versions, and I, they've, they've now ended that project. And I think, unfortunately, upgrading is the only way to go. Um, I don't know if any other third parties have picked up the slack there. Hopefully they have, and, and hopefully other people will if they haven't already. Um, but I think that's, unfortunately, where things stand right now with, with uh, Fedora. Um, then I got an email here from Sam, and I, I want to read it. I can't answer this question, but hopefully others will. So, Sam, if you're listening, I uh, and if other people have an answer, please maybe go post in the forums about this. But... He says, over the years, I've tried many Linux distros and kind of got turned off. After listening to Linux Reality, I was back on Linux mode. This time, I really loved it. It seems the only, that the only reason I have always tried it and stopped using it is because I always compared it to Windows. <laughs> See? Uh, thanks to your show, I stopped comparing Linux with Windows and started looking at it from a whole different direction. Now I'm a huge Linux fan, and I can't go back to Windows. However, there is one huge problem. I consider myself an audiophile. I have top-of-the-line headphones and listen to mostly lossless, lossless music. I also have Creative X-Fi audio cards, which sadly is not supported by Linux. I know it's because Creative refuses to release any documents or its own drivers for Linux and open source developers. What do you recommend I should do? This is the only thing that's holding me back from going full-time Linux. Thank you again for the great show and keep up the good work. Well, Sam, unfortunately, I don't have an answer because I, unfortunately, I'm not an audiophile. I just listen to, <laughs> you know, MP3s and AUGs, although I do have some lossless audio, for, you know, concert stuff. But, um, but yeah, 
But, you know, I don't have an answer, unfortunately. I, I just don't know. So that's why I'm hoping people who are listening might have, um, you know, might have some answers for you. And so, I, you know, if, you, if folks do, please go maybe post something in the forums about it and, and Sam, you know, maybe check in the forums and see if anybody's been able to, to help out. I got a couple of emails here from folks on the school um, issue again. I got a, a, a great email from Paul uh, from Australia. He says, um, "Let's see. This is well. This is not directly related to the to the schools." He says here, uh, "Thank you for putting together such a great podcast. I've been using Linux since Ubuntu 4.10. I think that was Hori Hedgehog. I had to teach myself at first with online resources and magazines. It is surprising even now how many people have no idea of even the existence of Linux." I was told about your podcast at the time I installed SUSE 10.1, and those episodes you posted about the Smart Package Manager were a godsend. I have to say that I look forward to your show every week, and the information is always helpful. I am currently using SUSE 10.2, and I have set up an Ed Ubuntu 6.4 installation with Child's Play for my three-year-old son. I've also converted, converted my cousin and a few friends to Linux by sharing software, and I even set up a Kubuntu box for a friend when he expressed concern about Vista being able to run on his hardware. The more you use Linux, the more you love it. Keep up the good work. P.S. About Linux in schools. If the Edubuntu with Child Play, Child's Play goes well for my son, I am planning to set up a couple of old machines for his daycare center so other kids can experience the joy of Linux. Cheers. Uh, well, thank you, Paul. That's a great idea and a great email. So um, I, I thank you for taking the time to send that in. Let me know about Edubuntu and that Child's Play and how that goes. I would be very interested to hear about that. Uh, so, you know, please do, please do share your thoughts and, and, you know, your experiences with that. Uh, let's see, got an email here from, um, Jason. Jason says, just wanted to say great podcast. I have subscribed through iTunes and I love the show. I've been listening to them starting from number one. And I'm looking into the resource you re you recommended. Tux magazine is no more FYI. Yeah, I know that's a bummer. Um, they could not keep afloat for financial reasons, just my luck. But I saw some posts on the net that they are gone from a magazine perspective, but the site is still live and active. I went surfing after I couldn't find anywhere to subscribe to the Tux website. Sure enough, no more magazine. I'm going to be subscribing to your website as well, but my time is limited. Thanks again for your dedication to Linux, and rest assured that your mission has been accomplished. You now have one more person that has and is switching to Linux. That's from Jason. So very cool, Jason. Um, <laughs> yeah, got another one. Um, another one has converted over to our side. So that's very cool. Great job. Thank you. Thanks very much, Jason. Uh, let's see here. Gosh, I just got, <laughs> got so many emails from folks. Um, this is one about Slackware. So this may not be, you know, of interest to everybody, but you know, I did that special episode on Slackware. So I wanted to pick up this question. Um, he says, um, let's see here. Let me look here. This is from Jeff. Jeff says, okay, here goes. I have used Linux in one form or another for the last three years, starting out with Fedora and moving on to what feels like nearly every distro ever, ever published. As of the past year, I have settled down to vacillating between free BSD and Slackware. Presently, I'm using Slackware 11.0 and have it up configured and running wonderfully. Recently, I've gotten a good grasp on installing new software from source through compilation, but this is where my question originates. How can I know that I have installed previously? No, how can I know what I have installed previously, especially in the area of dependencies, so as to not reinstall it again with another program at a later date? Additionally, how do I monitor which versions of those programs are installed and how do I upgrade them as necessary? I think this is the one major gripe from others about Slackware, i.e. its package management or lack thereof. 
so just how do the pros handle it? <laughs> Thanks for your wonderful podcast, and I hope to be hearing from you uh, soon, if at all possible. That's from Jeff. Uh, well, Jeff, let's see. You know, Slackware does have excellent package management. Um, that's a misconception. I think I kind of mentioned that in the Slackware episode. Slackware has great package management tools. They just don't handle dependencies. It's two different things. Um, packages, uh, Slackware packages are .tgz packages, and those are actually specific Slackware packages. And you install them and you manage them using the command line tool package tool. That's P-K-G-T-O-O-L. And that shows you all your installed packages and their versions and what um, what is actually installed with each package. In other words, you can go in and you can view the contents of each package and you can see what it has installed and where, you know, where in the file system the stuff has been installed. So what you need to do is just look at that list and see what you have installed. And if there's a, if there's a package in there that you want to upgrade, then you'll just need to find an upgraded Slackware package or a Slack build script. I would encourage you to check out slackbuilds.org. Um, a Slack build script is, I've written a few and I've contributed them uh, to that website. It's basically a repository of third-party Slack build scripts that help you build software using a Slack build. A Slack build is a script that, that, that builds a Slackware package from source and builds it into a Slackware package that can be managed. See, in, in Slackware, you can compile software and install it but then it's not available for, you know, managing. That's what a package manager does. It manages packages. That's what package tool does. So if you just compile it from source, package tool is never going to know about it. And it's not easily removable or upgradable. Now, of course, if you're trying to upgrade Slackware official software, you can just download the updated stuff from Slackware and uh, install it, you know, manually. I would also encourage you to check out the um, Slack package uh, tool. That's S-L-A-C-K-P-K-G. It's an online package updater. It does, again, it does not resolve dependencies. Uh, Slackware never has and never will. Um, the thinking is, and I tend to agree, that dependency checking, while it, when it works, it works great. But when it fails, it can cause big problems. And stuff can be uninstalled that's not supposed to be uninstalled. And so, But that's just a personal view. Some people like it, some people don't. I mean, I know all the Slackware community like the fact that it, that the package tools are simple, clean, straightforward. It doesn't cause problems, but it requires you to manually determine your dependencies and, and find them and install them. So if you haven't listened to the Slackware episode, I would encourage you to do that and check out some of the resources I mentioned. There's a lot more detail there. Um, but check out package tool. The, that, that's the tool that lets you manage the packages and upgrade them and, and all that good stuff. So um, you know, and feel free to post in the forums and the Linux reality forums as well. And the Slackware forums at linuxquestions.org are excellent forums. They've, they're very active and all the really well-known Slackware users hang out there. So, uh, definitely check that out. So let's see. Uh, I think that's, uh, all the feedback I'm going to read for this week. I got several other great emails about the Linux in school system, um, that I, I'm going to save and, and save for future episodes because I want to kind of bring that back from time to time. I don't want to just bore you with more reading. Uh, so thank you again, everybody, for all the great support you've given me this past year. It's just been a fantastic ride. Unbelievable. Just, you know, I cannot, I cannot thank you enough. So I think it's time to wrap it up for this episode.
Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode 50, a half century, a year of podcasting. And um, it's, like I said, it's been quite a ride. So I look forward to another 50. We're just going to keep on trucking, cover topics here and there that people are interested in. Feel free to send me ideas and, uh, you know, just let me know what you'd like to talk about. And I'll see if I can't fit that in. Like, I, you know, I've got a list of things I plan to get to. So, um, but sometimes I reshuffle that list as, as things change and as I kind of feel like covering things. So your ideas and comments are always welcome. You can send them to linuxreality at gmail.com. You can also call the listener hotline number. That's uh, 208-206-338-6359. I think that's right. I don't have it right in front of me, but it's, it's on the website. Or you can use that audio service, of course, as well. So I encourage you to check out the forums and uh, join the forums if you haven't already and join the discussion there. We've got some cool things going on there, and it's very active and a lot of great folks hanging out in the forums. So thanks again, everybody. Thank you for your emails, your audio comments, your donations, and for staying subscribed for this past year. It's going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to the next 50, and I uh, hope you all have a great week. Take care, everyone. This has been Episode 50 of Linux Reality. Catch you all next time. Bye-bye.